get a little sensitive when I'm making I don't FT get sensitive. jokes nowadays. I just nowadays. think your jokes don't hit anymore. You got your you, jokes used to. You hit. got out of the market in time. You should be happy. You got in and out. You I'm made some money. Blockchain. Be happy. I'm still in the blockchain market. Well, you're out of the NFT it. game already, Jay. You didn't even let it mature. <laughs> Stop using words. You know what they mean. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. We're talking about the big weekend. And hoops. Final four has been set. Uh, referees yesterday kind of feel, at least, based on social media and a lot of postings, feel that maybe they interjected a lot. Final four is incredible when you look at the teams that are going to be in there, but obviously the focus here locally is LSU women's basketball going to the women's Final Four thanks to a win last night. Bounce comes to Poa. She's going to dribble out the clock. Two, one. Horn sounds. Ball game is over. And the LSU Tigers are going back to the Final Four. For the first time in 15 years, Kim Mulkey has done the unthinkable. Unbelievable. Wow. Big mob scene out at half court. The celebration is on. The Tiger fans are happy. They're thrilled and in disbelief. Wow. We knew it was going to happen at some point. At some point we knew it would happen, Patrick. We, we, we knew we saw the handwriting on the wall, but to think in year number two. Year number two. It's been 15 years since the last Final Four appearance. LSU will take on the... Uh, thanks to a 54-42 win, Iowa and Louisville. The other game yesterday, 97-83. Caitlin Clark had a 40-point triple-double, 41 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. And they will take on the winner of South Carolina-Maryland. That's at 6 o'clock tonight. South Carolina-Iowa would be an insane matchup there. And Miami and LSU were playing for the right to go. Tigers win, so they will play the winner of first-seeded Virginia Tech or third-seeded Ohio State. They played 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. So if you want to check out the team that LSU is going to play, 8 o'clock tonight, and then the women's Final Four would be set. As for the men, as we touched on it, you have... um San Diego State, a 5-seed, taking on FAU, a 9-seed, as they defeated Kansas State. And then Miami and UConn. Miami makes it, beating Texas 88-81. Apparently, the officiating was uh interesting in that one. Just leave it at that. UConn, Gonzaga, that wasn't a game. 82-54 to was the final there. So, the way it sets up, the first game on Saturday, San Diego State, FAU, 5.09 on CBS. 7.49 is Miami in UConn. So the first game, San Diego State. Second game is uh, Miami and UConn on that note. Then over the weekend, uh, Saturday, an incredible performance by your New Orleans Pelicans. Not one, not two, I'm not counting all the way. 21 threes. 
But you saw from the very beginning this team start out hot, get going. Front court Ingram crosses over, pulls up from 10 and down. So Brandon Ingram with four points and the assist. And you wanted a quick start tonight, and you've got it. Not many touches for him early on. Get it to Ingram. Weaves through to the nail. Pops it and drops it. Brandon Ingram is feeling it early. He's four of six from the floor. Eight points. And it's ten to four, New Orleans. Taken by Ingram. Chess it to Murphy. Pop a right corner three. Yes, sir. Brandon Ingram is doing it all. Ingram. Right corner, Murphy again for three. Yes, sir. Two in a row. They're going to leave Murphy open in that right corner. There's more where that came from. Ah, uh, listening to the graph there. Let you know what was coming. Going between circles, Chesset to Murphy. Pop a right wing three. He's feeling it. Trey Murphy, the third. Heat check. Yep, and that continued. CJ, right by Plumley, blocked it. Got it back, though. Kick it out to Richardson, up top, Trey, straightaway three. Forget about going over. That is the fifth three-pointer for Trey Murphy in five attempts and it's 15 a, points. It's amazing when you start making the threes, too. It opens up the space and everything, and then again, the Pell's defense didn't start a kick. Plumley in, bumped by Jonas, taking away McCollum, three-on-one. CJ bounce feed to Najee. Aliyu Trey Murphy throw it down with a right hand, running the floor to perfection after the turnover. So you get the point on how that game went. I'm sure you watched it. If you didn't, you should be getting the point, including the last highlight here. Get it to Murphy, right corner three. He's got an even ten. They're falling all over themselves on the bench. Ten for Trey, thirty-two points. Trey Murphy had this to say on the win. I don't even really think it's pressure. I mean, right now we just got to play and just be free out there. I feel like we play with a lot of confidence and we move the ball. We just, you know, we're just imposing our will. And it started on defensive end, you know, start off with an 8-0 run and just built on that. Brandon Ingram on the win. It's a great win for us. Um, must win, of course, along with the rest of these games that we have on the road. It's important for us to um, bring the energy that we have at home on the road and continue to have a sense of urgency and a focus every time that we step on the floor. One of the things Coach was touching on, obviously, not only Brandon Ingram's night, we played that a little bit earlier, but also Trey, both of them, 32 points. <laughs> Trey shot the cover off the ball tonight, and um, it was good to see see him make shot after shot after shot. He, he's capable. Our team is capable, and, you know, that's that's the standard in which we want to play. B.I. on Trey? Um, I'm shooting more shots. I think the confidence he always talks about confidence in him shooting and having his feet down and and uh, what film he's watching and everything that he's doing. He really cares about the game. And um, when he goes back and and goes in the gym um, and in practice, you can see him working on this game and it transfers over, especially when we find him in open spots. And even if he has guys in front of him, um, he's he's confident enough to still shoot it. So it just makes our it just makes our team um, tougher to stop and he's a, when he's a threat on the floor. Look, one of the things that you've seen in this four-game stretch in which they've won now four straight, and we'll get to where they are in the standings and everything, is Brandon Ingram looking like Brandon Ingram again. We had a caller just before the end of the show there saying, hey, look, maybe it's, that his health is finally there. And should understand that throughout the season. 
look, it, it's one of the arguments I consistently have with you know people on the air, off the air, what have you, with this team. You got to have your players. You didn't have this guy for two months, and you've been without the other guy for now almost three months. If they are on the court, and I know there's a big if, I understand all that. We we've talked about the well, can they stay healthy? Can I hear you? But you see what they're capable of doing here. And a lot of that too is also the staff understanding to put these players in the position to succeed. It makes sense. You're seeing Jonas down low, but a lot of those threes, and I, that's why I played a handful of those highlights. You hear. It's off of the dish. Brandon Ingram penetrating, kicking out to open looks. CJ McCullough, same thing. Um, when he's hitting threes, it, it's off of a drive. Here's here's one. Rebound Valanchunas is 11. Get it to Ingram. Ingram had a steam. Hook pass out to McCullum. Left angle three. Got it! That is the 10th assist for Ingram. Give him his third double-double of the year. CJ knocks down the 63 of the night for the Pels. And it's 89-68. 21 total threes for the team, but you heard it there. Drive and kick. I mean, it, it, it just, it's working. And it's a, an opportunity for them. I thought against the Rockets should have won that Friday game. Imagine if you would have be five wins in a row. But Spurs, Hornets, getting that confidence going, it, it's, it's helped, right? Tonight you're taking on the Trailblazers, a team that likely isn't going to play Damian Lillard. You have to go get it. B.I. was asked after the game, what does this win streak say right now? Shows we're getting better. Um, we have, we had some rough patches in the season, um, where we weren't able to close games or we got off to bad starts, but it just shows that we're listening. We're getting better. Um, we were fortunate that shots went and went in tonight. Um, I would have, Love to close the game a little bit better tonight, um, but no game is perfect. But we have a standard for ourselves, and we just want to continue to try to reach. Sounds a little bit more on the leadership side there as well, too, from Brandon, huh? And it kind of does make you think and feel like last year, that it's starting to head on there. As you'd expect, when you win, this is fun. A lot of fun. I can't lie, a lot of fun. It's... um I love this game of basketball. I really do. And um, I've been playing since I was four years old. And so it's always been a dream of mine to, you know, play in the NBA. And so now I'm just being grateful by just giving it all I got. One of the other things here as well, 800-998-1003 in the Upper Circle Family Chiropractic Hotline is also, you can look at it, right? It just they, they look Happier, obviously winning matters, but I, just the flow on the court, a lot of different things. And coach says he's, he's feeling it and seeing it on his team. That 10 game losing streak, the, the fall in the standings, being in the position now where you're having a, you know, you, you can't lose. If you want to stay in, in the fight, it, it matters. As, uh, hear the music, so we'll go to break. 800-998-1003. We'll answer your phone calls here as well. And Rafael Esparza will chime in with him next. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Wow! It's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. 
great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlanToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizm Kizumab Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new place. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRIZZY to learn more. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Family Cervical Chiropractic Hotline. Mr. Rafael Esparza will continue to take your phone calls and I see them ringing. I promise we'll get to you after this here as well. But uh, you just literally landed from the desert. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I forgot that. I saw your text when I landed. I'm like, oh, shoot, I've got to respond. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured you'd be on. Um Dude, what do you make of, obviously, week final four? We'll get to that here as well. But locally, for LSU fans, and I just think state, you know, overall, just fans here, for the women to make it to the final four, man, it's uh, it's an incredible accomplishment for them and Kim Mulkey in year two to go to final four. I'm not going to take her accomplishment for year two, but let's be, I mean, the transfer portal does not make any team can probably do this if, if you're in a big university if you're success in a transfer portal look at FAU they've had a lot of their success Kansas State they had a lot of their success in the men's because of the transfer portal so Melky outstanding coach one of the best out there but I'm not saying this is never heard of she's done it in year two never heard it's of because she said it's because it's a lot of help because of the transfer portal and oh all yeah that. I mean look, nine new players but you still got to coach them Rafael oh yeah don't get me wrong she's uh I, I, she does a heck of a job coaching she's not the, I'm not the biggest fan of hers but she gets the, she gets the players to play right. and, and run her system and the way they played defense yesterday was uh, outstanding they're gonna be tough I, I, I like the what the women's are going for Virginia Tech she'll win tonight I, I still think we're all playing for second place because I don't see anybody beating South Carolina. Yeah, that's a pretty good team, although they potentially, if they win tonight, would meet up with Iowa. Is Caitlin Clark making a bit of a name for people that don't even follow it here as well? I mean, look, I was texting a buddy last night, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching the Caitlin Clark show. 41 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. 
That's pretty silly. Forty point triple double. Yeah, and one thing she she she, she dishes out assists. Like ninety times you see a lot of uh, female athletes who just dominate the scoreboard and maybe get you know four rebounds here, two dimes there. But she she stacks up. She she's like the Joker of the NBA, always rebounding, always uh, doing assists and getting her points at the same time. I was watching that game; it was just fantastic, and and I I can't wait to watch that matchup as well. It's going to be very very interesting to see. So who do you like today, Virginia Tech or Ohio State? That's going to play LSU. I like Virginia Tech. I, I, they just play such great team basketball. If you don't watch women's basketball, they, they just they pick and roll. They play great defense. And if they can put the pressure on uh, and attack the boards, it should be a fantastic game. I'm a little bit shocked that its numbers only moved up to two, two and a half. I would not be shocked if we see a solid three across the board or higher when it gets close to tip-off, especially since it's a late game. All right, let's get to the men's final four. How involved were you guys in the desert in that one? Because the referees, way too much a topic <laughs> yesterday uh, in these games. It was, but if you're Creighton, you shouldn't have gave, you, you shouldn't be in that position. I mean, you had control in the eight minute mark. You had the lead, and you just couldn't hit anything. I mean, they played horribly in the second half. San Diego State played their game. That one card to end, and that cost them the game. They had other ways that cost them uh, the game. They couldn't hit a three-point shot to save their lives. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yes, was it a bad call at the end? Eh, I, I wanted to see a West Coast team in the Final Four, so I was happy okay. with the call. But at the same time, uh, that one call was not the reason why you lost the game and, and got sent home. It was other reasons why you, you're home right now, Creighton. Okay. Um, San Diego State FAU, that first game, um, how surprised are you by FAU and Kansas State? Uh, I'm really surprised at, at Florida Atlantic. I, I just think the way – well, that and maybe the second half of Miami last night, that was crazy what they did in the second half. But FAU – it is a team that stretches, that stretches the, the, the field all over the place. You have three-point shooters gunning all over. And you have a big guy down low that can grab some boards and all that. So if they can hit their three-point shots, then it's going to be a very interesting game. But Creighton was hitting at the three-point shots uh, coming into that game against San Diego State, and they were wiped off the floor. Couldn't hit anything from three-point land. If San Diego State plays like they did against Creighton, uh, we're going to see San Diego State in the championship game. How surprised were you that Gonzaga UConn game? I did not see eighty two fifty four coming. No, I, I, I did not see that at all. And, and a lot of people were telling me Connecticut was a, was one of the quietest teams coming into this tournament, one of the best teams that uh, should have been very upset with their seeding. I mean, they came, but they were a fire burner start the season. They went a little cold streak, had some injuries, they came back. Uh, some fire burning. I just like their depth, and, and I just think they're going to cause a lot of problems with Miami. But I didn't think Miami would be in this situation right now. It's just a crazy, crazy game on that one. I, I, I'm more excited to watch Miami, Florida, Connecticut, even though I have a West Coast team, San Diego State, and it, uh, that Miami-Connecticut game is going to be nuts. All right, and you mentioned the Texas game last night. Uh, if you're a Texas fan, you completely feel that you lost the game because of the referee by seven to Miami. Yeah, I can see that, but there's again, you had Miami down. You just you didn't take the knockout punch. You went soft. You totally uh, didn't put the uh, put pressure. Then you couldn't rebound at the. I think in the fifth minute mark, every time Miami was just crashing the boards all over the place. So 
Right? If you're Texas, you should put the knockout punch early, and you didn't, and that's why you're, you're going to be on the couch with Creighton with me watching the Final Four. All right, look, it, it is what it is. You, you know it was going to come, and I heard it all across Sports Talk Radio this morning. Saw it on the morning TV shows on the sports stations as well. San Diego State, FAU, Miami, UConn, that's the Final Four in Houston. How much is that going to get played up and talked about as opposed to, say, the Final Four that was in New Orleans last year with the quote-unquote Blue Bloods and the big names and all of that? Fair or not fair, the, oh, who really wants these four teams? Because this is exactly why I think people love the tournament. Anybody can get there. you got to win your games. It was upset laden, like up until the Final Four. I think it's been a very entertaining tournament this year. And then here come the negative ones, right? I mean, oh, but who really wants to watch FAU and San Diego State? How do you feel about the final four teams that are there? Uh, I'm rooting for San Diego State because it's weird to see a West Coast team in there because the Pac-12 stinks in all sports. Uh, I'm excited to see some new faces, new blood. And this, welcome to the transfer portal. Now I want more teams in college football because I want Boise State playing uh Georgia in a national championship and Boise State wins in college football over Georgia because Georgia lost their quarterback in one of the playoff games and now they're shorthanded. This is what I've been telling you and I've been telling everyone that will listen. This is going to be college football. They keep on adding teams to their playoffs. Now I want more teams in college football playoffs because I want San Diego State versus Miami of Florida in the college football national championships because Bama got hurt in Georgia, had a bad call, missed fumble, or whatever. We want controversy because this is exactly what we're seeing on Saturday of the Final Four. We're going to exactly see in college football in years to come. All right, this is what Jay Will said along those lines. You know what the problem is? I don't think college basketball anymore is for the casuals, right? It's for the insider people that pay attention to it. Like Now, you might see some changes next year with Kentucky's team, DJ Wagner and company. There will be a lot of marketing around individuals like that. But until we start having brand names of players for the casuals that get marketed everywhere and get, like, we, the way we talked about Zion Williams and the way we talked about Trey Young, I don't think casuals will pay attention to it as much. But for basketball inside people, I love seeing a team like FAU win more tournament games this year than they have in the history of their program because it's meaningful. And that's what we're going to see more with the transfer portal in NIL. And it's kind of what you and I talked about last week, right? Like, I, I honestly can't name two Duke players or can you name the best player in, in North Carolina? And again, it's speak. I, I know for me this year, I've spent more time doing NBA games, so I haven't maybe paid attention, but I think he's on the money on that. I don't know if people can, like, who's the top five players this year in the NBA draft? Well, the one, number one, didn't even play college. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> college I'm sorry. Uh, other than so. one by Yama. Yeah, yes. But you know what I'm getting at, though. I'm yeah. talking about, like, college players. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because I think a lot of people who watch the tournament, and, and I did the same thing. Where's Drew Timmy going to go? Like, I Google searched that. Once Gonzaga, like, where is his mock draft? Is he even going to get uh, uh, drafted? Uh, So I can totally see what people are going to come. And Jay Will was dead on, uh, I think, with the transfer portal. Uh, This is for uh, the people who don't watch college basketball unless for the tournament. Like, I myself, I love watching college basketball. Probably my second favorite sport to watch besides Cub baseball. Mm -hmm. So I was a big fan of FAU coming into this one. A very experienced team. San Diego State. Uh, and their defense. Um, I, I, the only four uh, out of the four teams that are still up, I'm shocked at Miami. I thought UConn had a really, really good team, experienced team, great head coach. I'm still blown away that I had a pencil in Miami, Florida. I'm, I'm with all the three other ones, not really shocked. Miami, Florida shocked me. All right. Uh, this was Seth Greenberg as well about the Blue Bloods, lack thereof. 
It's fine for one year. I don't think it's going to be something that will happen each and every year. I mean, think about last year. We had Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and Kansas. We had the bluest of bloods. Now, we have one blue blood left in this tournament, and that's UConn. Four national championships since 1999. They are a blue blood. Here's the interesting thing, Greeny. There are no McDonald's All-Americans. I'll give you another interesting thing. There are zero true freshmen. We spend all our time talking about the freshmen, the one and done. And you know what? This Final Four is about teams. It's about transfer portal, filling roster spots, and developing teams. So, look, it's unique, I think, for one year. You'll see the Blue Bloods back, but Connecticut's a Blue Blood. Let's not fool ourselves. Yeah, that's interesting, right, when you think about it, too. I mean, that's something else you've been thinking about, too. There's there's the one-and-done go-away. Look, that's something else that's being discussed that's not maybe nationally a lot, but the NBA and and its Players Association, they're trying to negotiate a new CBA. And one of the things that I that I heard last week was maybe raising or changing the minimum age requirement of these basketball players. I can see that because a lot of these one and dones, where are they now? I mean, the, the last ones that come out, there's some of them have nowhere to be found. Some of them in a D league that people got bad advice to go one and done unless they didn't get drafted in a D league or overseas. I, I agree, but I totally disagree that we're going to see Blue Bloods back. I don't think we're going to see. And I 100% agree, Connecticut is blue-blooded. Someone, I said that to an interview yesterday when we had a five-minute argument that Connecticut was not a blue-blood. What? Uh, and I'm sorry, Connecticut is a blue-blooded college yeah. basketball. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, what do you make of Omar Jackson? Trade me uh, since March 2nd. We're just hearing about it today. Uh, I've heard that. I didn't believe it, but now when it came out and I saw it, where is he going to go? No one is going to pay him that guarantee money because if someone was going to, they would have made that offer or some kind of a counter offer just to see what his stance was. Uh, I don't know where he's going to go because I'm, I'm hearing that he is dead on wants that guarantee $200 million, and there's no one. Uh, maybe The Rock can put all the XFL salaries oh. and sign them and then just have him running around for the XFL because I don't see any NFL team giving him that $200 million guarantee money. Are you surprised, though, by, by that? I mean, because, look, you know who's going to get guaranteed money? I mean, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, to name a few. I mean, they're going to. They don't, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't think we're sitting in the same spot here. Do you think, and I understand it's one of the things I brought up with him, though, is that it's understanding you're going to give that kind of money to somebody and you're essentially saying his game is the mobile game, right? And are you afraid? Because, like, right now, are you giving Tua 200 guaranteed million with the concussion no. issues that he has, right? No, there's no way. No. Absolutely. And that's why, and I think, I'm sorry, I'm so, he does not have a representative. He does not have an, and that's hurting him. That is crushing him because they would have got feelers out years ago that who was maybe interested in maybe giving him that. Years ago, he would have got feelers. I said no representative of him is killing him and is killing his wallet. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, in the world of fisticuffs, what did we see over the weekend? Uh, Benavidez just clobbered Khalid Plant. In that fight, uh, still winded from running over to, to watch that fight, but, uh, not a close one. Now does he fights Canelo if Canelo wins on May 6th, uh, on Cinco de Mayo weekend? That's going to be very interesting. So that one, nothing really surprising over on UFC, but, uh, it, it was very interesting boxing weekend. So uh, I was very, uh, happy with all that. All right. Anything else we need to know? Uh, it didn't snow, right? But you said that you didn't care for Taylor Swift. Final Four, and what else? Hockey? All in one? No, and, and, no, and boxing. All at once, uh-huh. trying to get out.
trying to get home. <laughs> not fun. Not fun. Not the not the same amount of. I know people complain about the traffic here. It's not the same in bigger cities. <laughs> but I, but you know what? There were smooth roads. Okay, I hear you. Oh, 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 oh. Can you go do me a favor? Go up the win total for um our good old buddy Scott Craig in the world of gambling because the New Orleans Saints per Nick Underhill are signing receiver Brian Edwards. There it is, baby. Another championship oh, move. Hold on, let me, let me let me change that Don't right change now it. to ten and a half total season wins. There we go. Caesars and uh, other books opened up the Saints at nine and a half, and they've, uh, they they they're begging for over money. It's like nine and a half minus one thirty now and under. I saw minus one twenty five. I can guarantee you, if it continues like this, uh, uh, thirty days from now, it'll be a solid nine total season wins. I was going to ask you about that. What I mean. I saw that come out over the weekend, nine and a half, right? I mean, the rest of the division here at NFC South, nine and a half. Panthers, seven and a half. This is DraftKings. Falcons, seven and a half. Bucks, six and a half. The top NFC teams, they got the Niners at eleven and a half. The Eagles, ten and a half. The Saints, Cowboys, and Lions, nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those, the Cowboys, are, they're also getting bet under. These are feelers. It is March 27th. It's, yes. I think it's, yeah. We could post 11 and a half total season wins. And, and if I, in a month from now, they're going to be totally different. No, no, no. Remember, remember, it's all important in the offseason right now. Right now oh, yeah. And practice. Yeah. If they were, we judge by practice, yes. the Saints 13 and a half total season wins. April 17th, we're going to have a three-hour special on the start of offseason conditioning program. Oh, jeez. Three-hour special on April 17th. I'll be in, I'll be in Phoenix. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. 800-991-003. Thank you, Raphael. At VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow over on Twitter. We come back, a quick update from Kenny Farrell. We'll open up the phone lines as well. Just a quick look, little update. U.S. men's soccer playing tonight. They played on Friday. His thoughts on Friday. What to expect tonight. No we'll open up the phone lines. Sports Hangover, the ESPN World. It's Gus Gell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Saturday, April 15th is the Thibodeau Regional Cancer Institute Festival of Hope. We'll start with a 5K and fun run that morning with special guest Miss Louisiana USA Sylvia Masters. And that afternoon, a live concert featuring Kennedy Anderson and Soul Survivors. That's Saturday, April 15th, 5K at 8 a.m. and concert at 1.30. Proceeds support cancer education, screenings, and treatment. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. Keyshawn Johnson. Jay Williams and Max Kellerman. Dennis in Delaware has something to say. When Keyshawn has a little gray hair on the side of his head, he looks like Denzel. He does not look like Denzel Washington. Stop, Dennis. Dennis. Next caller. Denzel Washington. Get the America's caddy. Michael Collins, the ESPN golf analyst. Key was man, you look like if Denzel and Larry Johnson's grandma had a baby, man. You look good. I see Key, and I see Key, and I want to just go. Let me tell you, I met Denzel earlier this summer, and when he came out and he looked at me and he goes, "My man, when you go at Stephen A. Smith, man, I like that." And I was just like, "Yeah." 
<laughs> I turned into a, I went fanboy crazy. Yeah, yeah so brand, hey, actually. that's a compliment. My man. My man. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. So Lamar wants to be traded. Brian Edwards signing with the Saints for Nick Underhill, New Orleans Hot Football. Another member of the receiving core added there has played with Derek Carr over at the Raiders. Pelicans back in action tonight. Got that huge win on Saturday. As they are now in the standings, moving on up. As we take a look quickly, and we'll get back to them, and you'll hear more from the locker room in that big win. But they're eighth heading into play tonight. A uh, half game behind Minnesota, a half game ahead of the Lakers, who lost yesterday, and a half game ahead of the Thunder. So if they can win their fifth in a row tonight against the Trailblazers, that'd be fantastic. Trailblazers, 11-point underdogs tonight. Excuse me. They're also on a six-game losing streak, are the Trailblazers. Uh, let's welcome in head coach Kenny Farrell. He was on back on Thursday. Huh, coach? When you on? We were talking a little, um, little, soccer, little soccer. soccer. Little U.S. men's national team. Yes, that's yeah. right. They were back in action, and you told us why it was important. So we had you come on, and you told us uh, it's always important when you – have these games and just to kind of get some sort of, you know, some some confidence, some rhythm going into it as well. But what did you think of the performance by them and picking up the W? I think it was an excellent performance. When you go to the Caribbean nations, it's always difficult, no matter what. I mean, the United States is a far better side than Grenada and should go out and and win healthily in that game. But anytime they've gone down there, because of conditions, field conditions, yeah, you know, not good housing conditions they, all, they always seem to struggle a little bit so and also they've been under pressure because they have an interim head coach and you're thinking about you know is, yeah, are they focused is it stable and they went out and showed that they are a tight group they made some changes they put some young players in the back line which i'm really glad to see because as we're focused on the world cup in three years time <clears throat> you know we, we were very dependent on tim ream who's getting old probably won't be around at that time and i I'm glad he was brave enough to make those changes and put those players in there and give them a chance to play. Because it is building, like it or not, three years out, playing Grenada away from home. It's building for the World Cup in three years' time. And it's in the USA, and we've got to be ready. I constantly tell people, don't take your eye off the ball. And I think Anthony did. A, I think Anthony Hudson did a brilliant job. I think he did a great job. It's obviously proved by the 7-1 victory that they yeah. had. But it also tells you that, you know, when you have so much chaos going on about the head coach and, and investigations and, you know, Gio Rayner played in the game, you know, and he's back in the system. I think that was great man management by Anthony to get him back in there and to get him back mixed with the kids because they're still talking about what happened with the World Cup with his family and the head coach and everything mm-hmm. else. But he's back in there. Had an average game, not a great game, but um, but he's back in there with the kids. But I think the biggest thing it tells us is that the momentum that started building prior to the last World Cup is still there. They went out and won 7-1. They absolutely demolished this team, which they should do, but don't always do because of the difficulties of playing sometimes in those nations. So I think overall it's an excellent performance. It was well coached. I love the man management. I like the new players that were in the team. Mm-hmm. And another exciting part of it, Gus, is that Politic was at his best. Now, I know you might say he's not playing against the best, but we need him to be at his best. 
he's going to go into his prime years, you know, over the next three years. And, and uh, he just came out. And with some of the difficulties he's had, you know, not getting playing time at Chelsea as much as he wants in the Premier League, yeah. he came out and led the team as captain for the night. And I think he was outstanding, to be honest. So I think great overall. No doubt. And I, I think one of the things that really stood out to me as well, when, when you look at, again, to, to your point, in a 7-1 win, I mean, I... That tells me you're locked in. You got something going. I mean, I just right. I mean, to your point, I mean, like if this is one nothing, two one, a draw, you're, you're thinking, uh oh. And seven one kind of makes me feel, to your point, that the team itself is kind of together and understanding of what they do. And it is maybe taking what they did in the World Cup just a couple, you know, months ago, and continuing. I guess it's a good sign, even though it's what it is. But seven yeah. one's impressive to me. Is what I'm getting at. Well, on the flip side, just if they only had a one-three-one, or they went one-nil down early, they come back win-two-one. I mean, yeah, they get the victory, but you say, "No, hold on, it's got to be better than that." There is, there's nothing you can complain about. I mean, as I said, like the coach put in new players. Um, you know, there was no, there was no major league soccer players in there, which may be an indicator of um, going forward of what you might mm-hmm. be looking at. You know, heading into the into the World Cup. Uh, in three years, but um, as I say, overall, I think there was a lot to take from that game. But more importantly, no distraction. With everything that's been going on since, since the, the you know the the, the the problems they had at the end of the World Cup with the coach and you know the parents of one player, um, you know there was no distraction. It was focused. It was focused and mentality. They came out there and played like a team that you know that was on fire, and they were on fire. So I think that's all good. But it also goes to this because I have a sneaking feeling. That when all this uh, investigation of Burhalter is over and finalized, finally finalized, and if he's clean, which I believe he probably is, um, he might go back in as the head coach. But I think that the players want him as the head coach too. And I think mm-hmm. that's why Anthony is still in there as the interim and that the team, the coaching team that went to the World Cup is still there. That, that's just a hunch. I could be completely wrong. They might go out and get some head honcho from one of the best in the world and bring him in. But they have an understanding of this team right now. And they have an understanding of the culture, and they have an understanding of American soccer, and they're putting yeah. it together very well with a great bunch of players. Now, the biggest, two biggest things for me, well, three actually, going with young players at the back, start getting experience in these kind of conditions, um, and then Politic playing as well as he did, and then Reina getting back in to play and in with the team and being mm-hmm. on the road with the team, being in the locker room with the team, and. And uh, and just you know managing him through that process. As I say, even though he didn't have an outstanding game, he uh, he definitely uh, is back in the mix, and that's a good thing for the USA. When you look at tonight's matchup, but what are you looking for? More of the same? Anything yeah, specific? I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just wondering. Well, it's a very important game, and Panama. Can, I think, oh, sorry, El Salvador can pull it off every now and again. And um, I'm looking. I would be looking for the same execution of the tactical game as high as the level of the technical game, the skill side of it, and the focus and executing the game plan. And uh, that's what I'll be looking for because right now there'll probably be a few changes in the team. That would be nice to see. There's still a couple of players getting in there and showing that we have some depth. But um, I would be looking for execution uh, of the game plan, the mental focus, and the quality of play that we know that they can produce, that high level moving the ball around, the technical ability and just making sure that it's a swift and uh, and, and sharp uh, game on, on the night, you know, and coming away with a win. Hopefully like a 2-0, 3-0 win. That's what I'd like. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that 
I guess moving forward as as we look at it, and, and to your point, it's not just the World Cup that's coming up. You have different tournaments on there, and just yeah, you, you look. It, it's a simple, I guess, thing, right? I mean, you need to win as much as you can, if that makes sense. <laughs> Developing culture, getting the experience, but I think it's one of the things you know you always see all the time how many um, games play, you know, caps and things of that nature. And I think the more games this particular squad or nucleus is that kind of what you're you're you're, you're bringing up that that would be the most helpful yeah. thing. You, you want ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five games together before you start playing in tournaments. Yeah, look, yeah absolutely. You, everything and they have to be the right game, and you have to use the games that you have correctly. So putting in young players and new players into this. I mean, I mean Tim Ream sat on the bench the other night, but 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 putting the young players in in the right game, would you put them in against Mexico next month? I, I, I'm not sure that you would do that. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, because that's never considered a friendly game. That's an absolute must-win game for both teams, even though it's called an exhibition game. It's a, it's a deadly game. But you use every game correctly, right? So I think, as I say, they're, they're doing the right things. Uh, what I like to see is the belief among the players themselves. It's very easy to go out and think that you're just going to hammer some team because mm-hmm. you're better than them all over the park. And then starting second gear and not being able to get out of second gear and it's a struggle to win the game. Um, to see them come out with that focus and in top gear from, and stayed there from start to finish, basically, I think that's amazing. That's, that's what we want to see tonight. And they want to use all the games correctly. And they want to know that you know, all, every little step they take is the foundation for the next step and improving. They won't win every game, obviously, going to the World Cup, but let's hope, let's hope because they're all already qualified as hosts Mm-hmm. that are absolutely prepared to the best that they possibly can be. And uh, so uh, I think tonight, uh, that's why I take great interest in every single game. It doesn't matter what game it is. I take great interest in every single game because um, if we have one great chance of winning a World Cup, we'll need a little bit of luck. Yeah. We'll need a couple of world-class players and we'll need, we'll need great performances on the pitch from just about everybody. Luck. And you need the intangible of like that, that what you can, you know, it's up to the team and the players and the unit to bring it out. And to, to your point, too, as we wrap up with head coach Kenny Farrell, the gestures as the U.S. will take on Honduras tonight. I mean, you look at um, Pulisic scoring, as you mentioned, but McKinney with two goals, Pepe with two goals. I mean, yeah. McKinney and Pepe, yeah. to me, were the two, especially in that World Cup, that we all know who Pulisic is, and it's nice to see those yeah. moments of him and, yeah. and what he was able to do, but you need other scorers and other people that can kind of get it. It needs to get to the point, quite honestly, Kenny, where I can name three to is five. Your hand? Where yes. I can name three to five players. Um, from the national team. Does that make sense? Like, not just me, but yeah. like normal people. Like, my wife should be 100%. able to, hopefully, by the time the World Cup comes here, can name three players off the national team. Well, well top, top class, top class teams. If, you, if you're, if you're only going in with one, you know, player that's, you know, really, really effective, can change them in a game here. Um, it's better teams than you, the bigger, better nations than you will eliminate that player. Which then obviously lowers the performance of everybody else because they're probably not getting the same service, not getting the same distribution. Right. You know, so in that, you're absolutely right. That, that's right. You need all of those players. So you need to be fearful of three, four, five positions uh, in a pitch that no matter where it goes, that there's going to be danger that comes from it and the other team's got to recover. We've got to get to that level. That's what you're talking about. And you're right about that. But also, any game, you know, winning becomes a habit and it becomes, you, you believe you can taste on anybody. Right, mm-hmm. and um, and so it was very good in that respect. I, I just hope tonight that they can keep up that performance, that they don't take the foot off the pedal, and that the mental focus and urgency about winning is there. It was great to buy into. It really was because we didn't, as I say, the little bit of 
instability in the team right now as far as the coaching staff and some of the stuff that went on off the field is uh, is not even not even in their mindset right now. And that's, mm-hmm. that's something that's very impressive. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, 6.30, TNT. And it's something else that we pointed out last Thursday, too, that these games – you don't have to go clicking and finding. <laughs> they're they're on, you know, they're national, so you can go check them out. But it'll be on TNT if you want to check it out tonight. Thank you, Coach. We'll talk later this week. Yes, Gus. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Quick break. We come back. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Lamar requesting a trade. Saints uh, per Nick Underhill signing another receiver. We'll touch on that. Plus, Malcolm Roach has spoken earlier this morning about his one-year deal. And speaking of the new Saints player, we may hear from him before the end of the show. We'll tell you all about that. We come back. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Take your first shot at hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com slash play and make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. It is The Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003. is the way to chime in to the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. If you would like to chime in, Buddy will take your phone calls over in the LaRose studio. So looking forward to hearing from you here as well as Malcolm Roach spoke with local reporters here a little bit ago and, uh, Nick Underhill, New Orleans dot football reporting a little bit earlier that the Saints are signing a receiver that he kind of thought to keep an eye on. Well, it came to fruition. Brian Edwards sign, signing with the Saints, as he said, according to a source. And um, we may hear from him by the end of the day here if that is 
going to take place or not. But we'll we'll keep you posted. Cutting some Malcolm Roach during the break here. You'll hear what he has to say. Remember, he signed a one-year deal to come back to be a part of the Saints defensive line. Why and how he's excited about playing with Colin Saunders. I'll play that after we go to the phone lines. Uptown Ruler, sir, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, where y'all going to be hanging out next time? Uh, we will be at Francesca's. Francesca by and what, Keys. And what? And what else going to be at? What that, is that? Mid, um, that is in Lakeview, five fifteen Harrison. Five fifteen Harrison Avenue. And what day that? And what day that's on? Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna try my best to make it over there. Uh oh. Visit from the Uptown Ruler himself. <laughs> uh, that's 515 Harrison, right? Yep, yep. Just Francesca okay, by yeah. Katie's. Deli and Pizza. Francesca. Okay, I'll, um, I'll put that in the, um, okay. In the memoirs of, in the memory of mine. <laughs> I gotcha. How in are you? In case doing? I forget, in case I forget, can y'all announce it before Thursday? I, I absolutely will. I, I will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I I will be listening to y'all <laughs> now for the Saints. Uh-huh. I like some of the some of the pickups they made in, in free agency. But what I don't agree with is you letting people go that um, and you're letting them go to Sean Payton, such as the last receiver. Marquez Calloway? I don't. Yeah, I mm-hmm. don't agree with that because what was his uh, yardage that he gained last year? Or, or I mean, how many touchdowns did he catch, and how many yards did he gain on the defense? Are you talking about Mark, Marquez Calloway? Yes. So you're upset, or, or you, you you did you wanted him to stay? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, because, look, we let, I mean, who's the other receivers we got? We got the new guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one that joined us last year. Uh, Alizar? Alizé? Alave? Alave. Yeah. yeah. Chris then Alave. Had, Pretty good. Uh, yep. And then you got, then you got, uh, Michael Thomas. He's coming back. Right. And then you got, uh, who else you got there coming back? Who else, who else you got there? Well, I, I think I think they're high on Rashid Shahid, seeing if he can um, develop into either more of a deep threat or just more into that offense. I think that's why they went with Brian Edwards here. He's a guy that's played in the past with Derek Carr. Clearly, he's helping shape some of these players to come in um, because if you talk to some of the players that have signed this year, they are flat out saying that Derek Carr is helping. He's recruiting. He's calling them. So if you bring in this quarterback and he says, that's a guy I like to work with, that's probably why they're going there. Marquez Callaway, bless his heart, dude had an incredible, you know, training camp two seasons ago. But look, 16 receptions, 158 yards, a touchdown. That's what you're losing. And I'm not saying that's not. I mean, but because Sean Payton this morning at the owners' meetings talked specifically about why he wanted to bring in a guy like him and a couple of other Saints players that were on his roster. And it, it helps establish the offense and things of that nature. So it, it it's probably a better fit and an easier fit for him to go over there. And I, I think this is one of those 
the quarterback you just brought in is comfortable with certain these players. You got Thomas. You're going to have Alave. That's your top two. Edwards can come in and be that guy. And then you got, you know, a, a guy that okay, what stood about out the guy last year with So where, where what, we know what's, what where's it going to come from? What about the guy who ran back the, uh, the kickoff return? What was his name? Rashid Shaheed. You, know, yeah. you talk Deontay Hardy? Yeah, he's yeah. gone, right? Yes. He's gone to uh, Carolina or one of those other teams? I think so, yeah. But yes, yeah. he... Um, okay. He... Um, Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, he, he, oh he's gone where... Uh, uh, I can't think of the quarterback name over there. Josh but, Allen. But um, he's on the Josh Allen. Yeah, he's on over there. But you know, uh, let's say it this way: Have they thought about drafting a defensive end, two defensive ends, or do they have two defensive ends? Say that again. Have they dra- They're talking about drafting two de- defensive ends. Defensive ends, or, or do they the- have? No, no. You you're probably going to draft either defensive end or defensive tackle. Would be my guess. Pro Football Focus actually put out a uh, a mock draft today. It has the Saints moving up, like I think they probably will. Not much, but moving up from twenty nine to twenty five to select edge rusher Miles Murphy from Clemson. This is per Pro Football Focus, one of their writers over there, and uh, what he's seeing. So I I would look at defensive tackle and DN in the twenties. Right, you could say twenty nine. I wouldn't be surprised if they move up a bit, but we'll see. Because you know they let they let what you call them go to Atlanta. Uh, what's his name? Well, Ryan Nielsen's uh, the defensive coordinator over there. Yeah, I mean, look, and then you let I mean you let you let the uh, what's his name? Uh, he goes over there to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And you let, uh, I think you let another one go to over there yeah. to Atlanta too. Falcons got I a couple like players. Falcons got a couple players. Panthers got a player or two. It's again though. I you were probably going to move on from those spots anyway. Up to I really got to move on to other callers here. So okay. appreciate it. Thank you, man. There he goes, Uncle Earl. What's up, man? How are you? Goose, I want some red beans and rice at the past lunchtime, man, with some smoked sausage. Ooh, and I like that. Bread. Yeah, I like that. Oh, man. hey Goose! Hope you're doing well, man. Hey Goose, uh, it, 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 that's a change, right? From uh, I think we had uh, a D tackle. I thought we had a D tackle from Clemson. Now we got an edge rusher for the mock draft because, uh, or oh, I'm I'm all off base, or is that the same person we talked about? No, 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 <laughs> they, no. They, this specific mock draft is from Pro Football Focus, and the writer here has going. Uh, Brad Spielberger, who Ross Jackson says does a pretty good job of knowing the Saints stuff. So Ross retweeted this one and asked the Saints moving up from 29 to 25 to uh, go for the edge rusher that you're talking about from Clemson in Miles Murphy. Some of the other mock drafts that we've seen, it's more of the defensive tackle that the Saints would be going with. Um, right. But in this one, it looks like a lot of those guys are probably gone early on huh. so it just depends you know if they're on the board or not but um like Bre- Bressy is the defensive tackle from clemson that you've seen a lot as well yeah. hey, hey goose with, with, with can be in 34 and then uh with that other guy that you know what was it two years ago or last year that 
uh, we got that another big, tall defensive end, not Davenport, the other kid that hasn't Peyton even Turner? seen the field. We, yeah, we we kind of putting our chips on a uh, on the field right now with him. He said, "Oh, I'm coming back and this and that, man." It seemed like we need to get another. I don't know what, what uh, who else we got besides Peyton on the other side because Davenport's gone, right? So mm-hmm. you would think we have to get another uh, uh, end guy to go with, and Cam's getting up there in age, right? Uh, would you go there, or you, would you go D tackle on, on, on that? I think best best defensive lineman in and around your neighborhood. I'm no longer even yeah. saying 29 because I think they they would move up once or twice depending on who it is that they would want. But if it's in the neighborhood, 25 to 29. I mean, like, like I said, 25 makes sense. You probably don't have to give up too much. Um, and you remember, you got a couple of compensatory picks, so it's something to think about. As, as oh, to yeah. why, you know, you got some of those with some of the players that did leave, like Davenport and others. So you got compensatory picks. So you have a couple of other, you know, some picks. So if you can throw some of those in, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, or whatever, to move up, um, at this point, go get the best defensive lineman would be what I would do in the first round. That's just me. Um, would be surprised if it's even an offensive lineman, though. I, I just, as long as it's a member of a line, I'm cool with yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> Hey, hey, Goose, real quick. I know we're at the top of the hour. Any any word on Alvarado? Because I think the one thing with the Pels, man, and, and I'm glad we, we're starting to get some confidence, mm-hmm. we need that extra juice, man, when he brings in, especially with defense, too. Any timetable on his return? Yeah. And Larry Nance. Too. Yeah, well, Nance is playing. Um, okay. Yeah, he's already played. Got um, with Alvarado, he's not going to be. So. At best, maybe first round if you get in. Oh, shoot. Gotcha. Hey, hey, Goose, always a pleasure, man. Hope yep. you have a wonderful show, buddy. You too, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Top of the hour. Come back. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive.